What's up, Happy Lifer? Thanks for joining us today. Happy Memorial Day. Today's episode is a little bit longer than normal, but it's also a holiday. And the importance of this particular holiday isn't just in the barbecues and the family get-togethers, just isn't in the hot dogs and the hamburgers, but it's especially in the remembrance of heroes who have given their lives for us. We actually tie those two together by the time we're all finished. I recorded it once again with Joe from Mojo Studio, our brother's studio in Southern California, on the Wisdom app. The Wisdom app is an app where people speak in open forum style while people listen in live. When the guest time is up, you can either bring them back on your chat or you can bring in the next guest that's in queue. Well, halfway through the conversation, Joe's time was up, so I went to bring him back in and accidentally... (laughs) I hit the wrong button. Next thing I knew, I had somebody else on the chat I had never met before. I was expecting to hear Joe's voice, and instead I heard a lady by the name of Voice come on, and it kind of kind of shocked me, to be honest. Man, am I ever glad that I made that mistake. Lois happened to be an expert on the very topic Joe and I just that day came onto, and were desperately trying to attempt to explain it. Well... Lois took care of all that and then some. Not only did she explain Hoyoponopono way better than Joe and I ever could do, but she dropped some major wisdom and even tied it all in together, which I wasn't sure was even possible. So (laughs) I was a little bit in awe, to be honest. Anyways, I'm happy you're here, happy lifer. Happy Memorial, I mean Hoyoponopono Day. Little Johnny's in church, and he walks up to the preacher, and he's looking at all these memorial things on the side, and there's a special thing there, and and, and the preacher comes up to him and says, what you looking at, Johnny? And Johnny says, I'm looking at all these bricks and, and these plaques. He says, what are all these bricks on the side of the building with, with the names engraved in them? What are those? The pastor looks back at Johnny and says, well, Johnny, those bricks and names are all in remembrance of people who died in the service. And Johnny gets really quiet, really <laughs> quiet. And finally, he says, was it the early service or the late one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that hits close to home, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you and I have both been in enough church services to know. It's usually the early service that's even more. It was the one that would kill you is more than the. the <laughs> we've been in enough services to know that. <laughs> So all I'm saying is there should probably be a lot more, a lot more plaques up there on the walls in remembrance of those that have died in the service. Because, but a lot of them walk out; they're, they're walking dead. I don't know, but anyway, that's not the point of the podcast. I want, I kind of wanted to honor all those that have that have gone before us, and that's what Memorial Day really is all about. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios.
back up a little bit. I was down at my chiropractor and one of the assistants was helping me. But as we're sitting there, I just have to ask, do you have any thoughts on Memorial Day? I said, because you know, I want to do a podcast on it and I've got thoughts, but all the thoughts I've had on Memorial Day, I've already put in a podcast over the years. And we call ourselves the unofficial official podcast of the holidays at Happy Life Studios here. So I wanted to do one for Memorial Day because it's worthy of our attention, but I was just kind of stuck on the idea what to talk about. So I asked them if they had any ideas. And they thought, paused for a moment, and then came out with just something really cool. They just said, well, you know what? I'm actually married to somebody who is in the service. And so therefore, I've got a lot of friends that have been in the service. And uh, she says, there's one thing that I've noticed about just about all of them. She said, they may have came back healthy in body. She says, but pretty much they're all injured. Mm. I mean, you can't go through war and not take a shot emotionally. I mean, we're not just uh, physical beings. I believe we're spiritual beings. I believe we're emotional beings. I believe we're mental beings. We're, we're all in there. And so when somebody comes back from, from war doing service or whatever, man, we, we highlight them and we say, man, we're so glad to have you back, right? But we think we don't even think beyond that. But meanwhile, here they are sitting there. They might be healthy in body, and so we think it's a done deal. But going through what they had to go through, what they have to do to protect us, what those who have given their lives to protect us and had to go through, um, that can take some real shots on our emotional self, on our, our spiritual self. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'll give you a, a prime example. My uncle Gil to me was like this larger than life, uh, living hero. He was a helicopter pilot in Vietnam. He flew gunships. Uh, he was the head of his squadron. He was like Tom Cruise, but much cooler, much, uh, because he was real. He was my uncle. And in fact, well, cooler well, than Tom Cruise, that's, yeah. that's impressive. Yeah. Well, to me, to me, you know, Tom Cruise was a movie star, so I knew Tom Cruise was never in any danger. But my uncle got shot down as a helicopter pilot multiple times, sometimes wow. behind enemy lines, and had to be rescued after his helicopter went down. And to me, as a little oh as a little kid, and even as an adult, the fact that he crashed even once and walked away is remarkable. That he did multiple times, and then. My uncle uh, told me he didn't talk about Vietnam very much because of all the horrors of war. Uh, but he told me once that the policy was in Vietnam that if you made it to the last week before you were scheduled to go home, then you were relieved of all duty. That last week was for you to to decompress, to enjoy that last week that you get to go home. And they didn't want anybody dying in the last seven days before they were going home. And so my uncle gets to this right, point right. where he's been the squadron leader. He's been in multiple battles, horrific things that he never even talks about. So he gets to this last week, and it turns out that that coincided with one of the biggest uh, missions, the, the Tet Offensive, which is very renowned now. Um, and mm. so he, he was in that window between his last week on the job in the military before he could come home. And he told me, Joe, there was no way 
I was going to sit back at the base camp while my friends who we'd gone through hell and back and survived are going into now the most heated uh, battle of the war to date. He said, there's no way. I, there's no way. Because I knew some of them aren't coming back. Maybe all of them aren't coming back. And I'm not going to be the last man standing. So he, he, he declines the offer to stay in the camp to be safe so he can go home to his family and enters wow. the worst battle of the war. <laughs> wow. He ended up with Purple Hearts and wow. commendations. But he, he never bragged about those things wow. because of the experience that he had. Just, just, just to your point – the rest of his life, he woke up with night terrors. He had PTSD. I mean, he made he made himself into a very successful business person uh, just out of sheer will and determination. He he was he was the epitome of badass for sure. But did it take a toll? Absolutely. And and eventually, he died wow. of complications from exposure to Agent Orange in Vietnam. Wow. True life hero, yeah. And who paid the ultimate price for our freedom? Right. He could have gotten out of the tent offensive. And he knew when he goes back in there, his, his, he's given his life up. It's, it's over. He's probably, but he just wanted to, he cared more about his country, his family, his friends, his fellow warriors than he cared about his own life. And so he went back in and faced death face to face and came out of it. Right. That's exactly I mean, right. That's what I'm talking exactly about. Right. That's a hero that I'm yeah. talking about that I want to honor, you know, in this podcast. Man, I'm, oh. I'm feeling it right now, Joe. I'm feeling what I felt in that chiropractor office just talking to you. But when they said, mm. I know a lot of people in the service, and all of them are injured. And I'm not talking about physically. Now, maybe some people come back from doing service, and they're not emotionally injured. But I think a lot more are than aren't. Yeah. You know, when you're going through battle, there's not a counselor or therapist that you can go see, right? There might be a chaplain there, but... You got to suck it up. You're trained to be a warrior and to turn off your mind to not even think about it, to face fear and go back out in the Tet Offensive like your like your uncle Gil did, right? In fact, they came, that's where they I think came up with that saying: pain is simply weakness leaving the body. Hmm. Yeah, I have heard that phrase. I don't think my uncle ever used that phrase, um, and here's why I believe: because as you've already alluded to, when my uncle came back from Vietnam, he ended up living another, oh, probably another 30 years. Uh, but he was in pain constantly, 24-7. And in spite of the training that he received, that probably was along those lines that pain is simply what leaving the body? Fear leaving the body. Um, you know, weakness, weakness, yeah, weakness right? in the body. Either way, same thing. But but. You know, that, that only goes so far. That That's very helpful in the moment of war. But now you come home as a citizen yeah. and your back, your knees, yeah. your spleen, your skin, your cancer, you're on and on and on. You're right. in and out of the hospital. You're getting not to mention, op not to mention your mind. In your mind. Yeah, right. not even, even to mention so. the mental warfare. And, uh, you know, because that's, that's a real deal. And all you warriors out there. Yeah. And those that represent warriors that have given their life already for our country, I just want you to know that we feel you, we see you. What you went through is just unbelievable, you know. But it's a very machismo statement, right? It's a very hey, it, it, it like you said, it gets you through the moment. Pain is just simply weakness leaving the body. So when they told me at the chiropractor's office, they, they started sharing the pain. A lot of friends in the military, 
are going through or have gone through. Um, I almost didn't know what to say there either. Like after you finished your story about your Uncle Gil, I, I felt the heaviness in the room. I felt the pain and my heart just went out to all these heroes that fight for me, that have fought for me and for my family and for my country and for my freedom. And I don't know what country you even listen to this from. It doesn't matter because you have, you know, you have warriors from your country too that stand up and they, they fight and they, they don't just fight because they're warriors. They fight because they're lovers. Yes. They love family. They want to, they want to protect their family. They want to protect. Right. So when I realized that so many of them come back and we don't even think about it, we're just happy that they came back. They're still alive. Right. But I think we tend to ignore a lot of the pain that's going on. And so when that was brought up to me today, my heart was just heavy. And I started thinking, but what's the answer? Yeah. I knew one answer for me was I want to let you guys know that I see you, that I see you. Those of you that represent people that have, that have died in wars in the past fighting for us and for your country and for your family. I want you to know that I say thank you to you. But Joe, I don't know about you, but it just, it seems, thank you just seems to fall when you, when you feel the gravity of it, the weight of what they said to me, when you, you know, to go to your Uncle Gil and just say, hey, Uncle Gil, thank you for fighting in Vietnam, the 30 years of agony afterwards. I mean, doesn't thank you, I mean, doesn't it feel like short? I mean, it, don't you feel like there's something more that could be said or, or done? Yes, exactly. Something more that can be done. So you know what my uncle would say to me if I said that? He would say, Joe, your thanks to me is both enjoying and respecting the freedoms that you have. The ones that I that I protected, the way that you say thank you to me is by both recognizing and enjoying to the fullest. Because I, I mean, I was a huge fan of my uncle Gil and he was a great fan of me. He was the first person to buy me a suit. He flew me from Montana to Colorado to be with him one summer in his little Cessna plane. And I felt like I was the king of the world. He treated me like I was a man when I was what, seven, seven years old. And you know what he was telling me all along? He was saying, Joe, I fought for you. I fought for, I fought for all the young men that are growing up in this country. And, And the way you say thank you to me is you respect and enjoy the freedoms that I protected because that's why I did it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. So I let the chiropractor and my body was adjusted, but my mind, my spirit was still looking for some adjustment here. <laughs> like, how do I honor? And truth is our warriors, we can just tell them, thank you. And they say, Hey, just enjoy the freedom you have. And that's enough. But for me, it isn't, it isn't quite enough. So I'm still looking for an answer that I can put into a podcast, a solution or something. Cause that's what, that's what guys do, right? That's what <laughs> right. humans do. We, you and I, we like Gotta to figure it. stuff out, right? And sometimes my right. wife tells right. me, I don't want to be fixed. I just want you to listen to me, huh? <laughs> you know, what <laughs> do you mean? Says my wife says that all the time, right? Yeah. Right. But when I, the reason I'm bringing you on here, I brought you on here to talk about this. I want to do it with you is because it wasn't until I got in the car and I turned on the Wisdom app and you were in a session and you had... Angelina, was it Foster? Angelina, what's her name? Angelina Frost. Angelina Frost. Okay. You had her on and you had you had a ton of good guests on there. Man, you had some great guests on there. That Angelina said something. I'm like, I, I just sat there. And I almost started crying in the car 
course, I cry watching the Tigger movie, so that doesn't mean I can I can cry pretty easy. I'm pretty I'm a feeler, right? I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter. But she said something along the lines of pain. She didn't say it's weakness leaving the body. She said something quite a bit different. She said pain is simply a sign that love needs to happen. Was that she said something along those lines, right? Yeah, yeah. She said pain is the signal that love is missing. Right. This is the signal to say this is where love needs to be applied. Oh, my gosh. How profound is that? That's not really necessarily something that that the Marines are going to sell to get recruits. Hey, come, come to <laughs> right. the Army Rangers. Right. Because pain is a signal that love is missing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's go join the Navy yet, SEALs. <laughs> right. right. But when they come back from battle. I, it just feels to me like that statement, and I haven't even unpacked it completely yet because I feel it, it is so deep. But pain is a sign that we're missing love somewhere. Yeah. What are your thoughts on when she said that to you? What were you thinking about? I know you said wow a lot. I did. Well, that's such a wow statement, right? So the picture I got in my mind, Steve, was almost like a – Almost like a car's gas tank where you put the nozzle in, like that when pain presents itself in someone, it's like they're opening up a portal that says, this is the place where I need to be filled up with love because I'm on empty. And so the picture in my mind was, well, I'm, I'm the gas pump, right? I'm the nozzle. So I just got to keep my eyes and ears, my heart attuned to when people, whether they choose to or whether they can't help it, present the portal where – and the portal looks like pain, right, which normally repels me. I don't like pain. I run from pain I don't, I, or I mirror it, which is bad as right. But if I can change my perception, my antennas, my radar to tune in that when somebody presents pain, they're opening up a portal for me to pour love into – then I want to apply the nozzle and fill them up, right? Because they're on empty. Yeah, yeah. But the problem with that really is hurt people hurt people. Yeah. So when someone's in pain, they can be very sharp. Yeah. Or, you know, when I'm in pain, I don't think about other people. I think about myself. Sure. Right. And I look for someone to blame immediately. And I can become very harsh with people. I can say things I shouldn't say. Um, but that's what pain does. Pain makes you, you're not so warm and fuzzy when you're in pain, right? So you would never think that pain is a portal for love. When someone is being mean or harsh or, you know, someone comes into a school and shoots down some teachers and students, you never, ever view that as the person's crying out. There's some love that's missing there. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Wow. And when Angelina started talking about Ho'oponopono Day, did I say it right? Yep, that's close enough for me. That's probably as good as I'm going to be able to say it because it always reminds me of <laughs> Finding Nemo when they're, in the sh- when they're in that fish tank and he's like, ooh, shark, shark bait. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Mount Hakalugi. <laughs> Steve, I dare you to close your eyes and spell Ho'oponopono. Oh, a piece of cake. 
I mean, anyone could do this, right? It's H-O apostrophe <laughs> O-P-O-N-O P-O-N-O. You were O-N-O. looking. Boom, baby. Cheater, well, I wasn't. Cheater to your pants on but, fire. Hey, no, but but I, I'm so new at wisdom. I've tried to start this talk for like 15 times, so I've had to type that stupid thing in. It's not like one of those words like the where you can look at it and go, okay, I got all the letters. That one you have to be like O N O no O P. No wait, O N O L M N O. Right, L M N O P. I'll probably have it down for the rest of my life, right? But but she talked about Ho. Do you want to describe a little bit? You could probably do it better than me. What Ho'oponopono? Uh, sorry, pono pono, sharp bait. Right, really, really mean. <laughs> yeah, and and as much as we can laugh about it, this is so profound. So, uh, I don't know the backstory other than what Angelina shared with me today, and I've heard Lois, who's also a, a really wonderful voice on this app, talk about it at length. Um, pono is a, that's a Hawaiian word, comes from Hawaii, and it really is a prayer and a blessing that has four components. And the first one is, I'm sorry. The second one is, I love you. The third one is, I for, oh, forgive me. And the fourth one is, thank you. So I'm sorry. I love you. Forgive me. And thank you. And it just blows it's, me, it's basically, blows me away. Go ahead. It's basically what is it's a prayer or it's a blessing that you speak over somebody. Is that right? Yeah. So I didn't fully understand this until Angelina explained that this is actually a prayer or a blessing that you pray over someone else and not necessarily over people that you are in love with or that you are in your tribe, um, but actually people who you might consider uh, outside of your normal sphere of influence and even the people that you think could be your enemies or at least someone that you loathe, you dis- have a dislike for, you misunderstand, whatever that might be. And she talked about how this director of an insane asylum that where the directorship had been, you know, had major turnover. Nobody could last more than six months. He came in with this Ho'oponopono prayer blessing and ended up staying there for six years and transformed not just the atmosphere of the insane asylum, but of the actual lives of the people who were clinically insane. He would pull one of their files out and he would pray and bless them with this Ho'oponopono prayer of, of, I'm sorry, I love you, forgive me, thank you. And, and it was, and I, and I believe honestly, transforming and, lives. And, and just like a warrior that fights for those who can't fight for themselves. He, from what, what it sounded like it, when she was talking about it, is that he actually prayed that prayer, spoke that blessing as that person because some of those people were mentally incompetent. They're mentally insane. So he would pray that prayer for them. He would feel their pain. He'd go through their files, see why they're in there, see the things that have happened to them, the things that they may have done to other people. And yet he would humble himself and pray as that person and watch the transformation happen. And then yeah. you said something along the lines of you said those are four things that as children that's those are basically the four things we're taught to say. Yeah, yeah, those are the basics of of what your parents want you to learn, right? I mean, you talk about manners, you talk about all the things I learned, I need to know, I learned in kindergarten, but really it comes down to those four sounding simple yet profound 
statements that are transformative. It's 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 better than magic because it actually transforms people. Yeah. It's not an illusion. It's real. And it, it works in its power. Just the words. They're so simple. I love you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. As I listen to that, I'm like, I think that that's what your Uncle Gil would have loved to have somebody say to him. Absolutely. I think that's something that's your Uncle exactly. Gil would have loved to have somebody pray over him. Because here's a man that experienced pain, not just on the battlefield. But when he came home from the battlefield, now the battlefield is his mind. And the, and the you know, before when you're in war, you're facing a, 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 an opponent, right? An enemy, you can at least put your energy towards that person. But when it's, when it's your own mind, the, the enemy that you're facing is you. And it's a lot harder to fight off those thoughts, those feelings, when it's you fighting you instead of fighting some other enemy. So, you know, as I'm listening to you today, Joe, and I'm listening to Angelina, and I'm just, I think to me, that feels like the answer. I feel like Ho'oponopono goes right in line with, well, hello, Lois. Thanks for joining us today. Um, Hi, Steve. I love love this happy Ponopono day. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I live by this. I live by this because the the Ho'oponopono, it means Ho means to make, Opono means right, Opono means right. So it makes you right with yourself and you right with the other because you know the other is really yourself being projected to you. <laughs> so yeah. this was yeah. the, from before the guy used it at a psychiatric hospital. This is a Hawaiian ritual that dates way back to the indigenous tribes. Okay. And when they would have, they were Tell all, me. they felt hope of, um, Family, Ohana means family and all that kind of stuff. And everybody is considered family and part of the tribe. And whenever people had an issue where they couldn't work it out between themselves, they had to take, they had to have the Oponopono ritual done. They had to go to the elders of of the village and they had to sit before him. And they, each person had to... Uh, aired their grievance why they whatever 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 and then the other person aired their grievance and then at that point the 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 tribe ruler or the person they went to to listen to the grievances they when they go go to do the whole pun upon them they're going to release it they're not going to go hold it anymore so they get to get it all out of their system and at the end it ends with you know that i'm sorry please forgive me i love you thank you and what it does is, and then that situation is no longer thought of, talked about. It's considered squash, dead, null, and void, period. And it opens them up to have a wow, new done. rebirth relationship, having cleared the negative energy. And it's a radical thing for me because what it does is if it's you that's the enemy against you, when you say it, you get to see who you really are. Because it clears that energy so you can say, wait, 
Is that my, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it, is that my shit or is that they shit when it comes towards you? And you get to see that, <laughs> hey, that's yeah. my, that's my, excuse me, but that's my ass that need to be wiped. And then you, 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 you clear that, you mm-hmm. clear that wherever it came from, say they're judging me. And so I'm judging me. How am I judging me? You look in the mirror. Well, I did that judgment this morning when I called myself fat or, or I poked at my stretch marks. Okay. <laughs> you know, or, and you get to see who, what's really yeah. going on, but you can't see what's really going on when you got on trauma glasses and rose colored glasses or any other kind of glasses you get. That whole ponopono gives you clear energy, clear vision so that you can see you and you are the other. Okay. Because yeah. you're what when so, as whatever's going on inside of you is going to be projected outside, okay? And whole yeah. pun yeah. gets you right so, with you, the, and therefore right with the other. This is so deep, voice. I, I'm loving this, and I think this is what ties it in. So really, pain if it's done right, pain if it's done ho'oponopono, is weakness leaving the body. What I love about what you said was ho'oponopono, which is all very loving, soft, powerful words. I love you. Forgive me. Thank you. Um, what was the fourth one? I know I didn't move in the right order. What's the right order? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It doesn't, you know, when you say it, to, when you say it, it doesn't matter what order you say it in because you're releasing okay. it. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Okay. Thank you. That's how I say it to make sense for me. Okay. But you can say it in any order you want yeah. to say it in. Because the thing is, is it's about it's okay. about it's okay. about your intended release of this crap. Right. And you that's what it. I love about this is that when you said it came out of conflict, it came out of two people disagreeing yes. with each other. I mean, you yes. can say you love someone and that's great and fine. But if they you love them because they're always doing nice things for you and there's never any disagreement and they wouldn't dare disagree with you or let you know how they disagree with you or they haven't hurt your feelings when you say, I forgive you. I love you. I'm sorry. That's one thing. But when someone is in direct opposition with you, like a war, and you can look at them and say, I'm sorry, I did you wrong. I want to make this right. That's to me what love looks like. And if pain drives me to handle it, ho'oponopono, to me, then weakness does leave not just my body, but leaves the my, my relationship, my friendship with that person actually is now stronger and weakness has actually left that relationship. Would you agree with that? Yes. Cause then, then you have you, when you see that it's your, that's you projecting you out there and they, they just showed you yourself. They just showed you how you're yeah. judging you. They just showed you how you're disrespecting you because they couldn't disrespect you. If you weren't disrespecting you, they couldn't do anything to you. That's not being done to you on the inside. What is done on the inside, shall, you shall see on the outside, okay? And them doing it yeah. shows that that's what's inside of them. So then you can have that compassion for them because you know that shit, yeah. especially if you've yeah. been, you look back at it and it's not you, yeah. and you know you've already healed that. You know that's them asking you for it. Please help me. I'm stuck in this judgment of me. I'm stuck in this. So I'm going to project it out on everybody I see. Mm. And you can have compassion for not only for them, but for where you've been too, you'll be able to say, oh, wow, I was there. Hey, when I was there, how did I feel? 
Oh my God, I wish somebody would have reached out to me. Hey, let me help you. They, you know, because you can you can be in a grocery store and somebody can run into you with the cart and then the or the or the or the, or the person can start going off you talking to you crazy for because <laughs> you asked the question. You know what I'm saying? Because you asked the question and, and then you hold mm-hmm. ponopono in the moment. You don't have to wait because you get a space between your thoughts. You hold ponopono in the moment to see if it's you. Yeah. And and if it's you, you clear it up and then you can say, oh, no, you're, you're good. It's all right. Or if it's not you, you'll speak of ways to, hey, are you okay? You know what? I was tripping the other day and I did it. And you can say, I understand what you're going through yeah. because you see it. You can see it now. You don't get to yeah. see clearly without yeah. the forgiveness and all that good stuff. Because you're still seeing through those yeah. uh, dirty well, glasses. The, yeah. Lois. Does that make sense? Yes. cleans those glasses up. Yeah, it sure does. Yes, it so, does. I want to ask you something. This is um, a Memorial Day podcast. And uh, we're putting it out. Joe and I are both putting it out on our, on our podcast. Um, how would you say Ho'oponopono fits into Memorial Day, fits into our soldiers, and or, and or could you do a ho'oponopono over those people that have lost yes. their life for us or the families that are still left behind? Could oh, you do yes. that for us? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You do. You When you say ho'oponopono, you're clearing energy from the past, present, and, for, and possibly from it. the future because you've made the stage clean. It's like, you're clean, clean now, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And if yeah. you're clean, just, yeah, yeah. especially in a day of memory, a day of memory who people gave their slides and they gave them for you. Mm-hmm. So you can say to them, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Because they gave their life for you. You know what I'm saying? You, it, 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 yeah. it applies in yeah. any, in your finances, in your relationships, in your in your uh, what you call that, in your akashic record, okay, with your in your in your DNA, you can change your DNA doing this. You change your 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 biochemistry right doing this prayer, because because when you feel pain in your body, it's a and I just feel like that something's not going right. Yeah, that love is absent. Yeah. Love is the answer to that that emptiness. Yeah, and so it's all you're tying it all together here, Lois. You know what's so funny, Steve? I mean, honestly, right now today, this has been my day just to rest. And in the background is playing my Ho'oponopono <laughs> uh, meditation. Wow! It's just where I just sit wow. here and listen. Wow. Okay, and I thought that that's I'm why so when I, that's why I came up, changed the page, and came over here, and I said, oh, "Wait a minute, Happy Ho'oponopono Day! I'm having a Happy Ho'oponopono." <laughs> Because <laughs> I'll tell people the whole pun. Whenever, whenever you're having a hard day, you got a whole pun upon that shit. Okay, and then use the shit for fertilizer. Because yeah. that's what it is. That's yeah. all it is. It's for you right. to grow. Right. And and so so I want right. to say to all those people who have had people who've had people like me, and because I've had people who died for giving their life for the country, and people even giving yeah. their life for the life I have now. Period. Um, and not necessarily in the military, okay? So um, I, I just, I was like to say, if you think about the people, you you think about the sacrifice they made, you think about the pain they they had to endure, and all that kind of stuff, and they did this for you. It's kind of like they did they they did this for you. It's kind of like that's that's let me put Jesus in there. That's kind of like Jesus dying for for everybody. And right. then we do Humbling. stuff, okay? So. We have to be sorry for those things that we did that caused them. The people have to go out and get their life mm-hmm. for us. And, right. and as a as a collective, right. I'm not talking about individually. Oh, I didn't do nothing now. No, as a collective. Yes. And so we can collectively yes. say this yes. prayer 
and it, it'll bring healing to everybody, every anybody concerned. Yeah. It brings healing too. So just say, "I'm sorry." Yeah. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. I'm sorry for bringing you into my pain and my misery for you having to fight for me over in those wars. Please forgive me. I recognize that I have to be responsible for myself. Thank you for giving your life and fighting so hard so I can be free. You know, I love you for sacrificing what you did for me. You can say the same about anybody, anybody in your life. Because everybody is dying a little to you and dying a little to, of themselves because we got to yeah. become who we're supposed to be. And if you think about it, a war okay, is called so, a conflict. You know, yes. it's conflicting interests. And we're trying to see my side's right, your side's right. Instead of the Hawaiians would come together and have a common person there to say, let me air your grievances. And they walk out of the going, we're brothers, man. Just like, oh, a pwn, a pwn is like that moment where I'm getting goosebumps talking about it right now. It's where they all come together and say, wait a minute, forget about the, our, the conflict that we have. Let's walk mm-hmm. out of here as brothers and sisters, as sisters and brothers, right? And let's agree to, to um, let's air these grievances so the that we can actually thing. move on in peace. And the thing is, that there, if, if people think about it, every individual has their own individual background, child rearing they came up through, schooling, the bullying, whatever the hell their life was. Everybody is an individual. So everybody has their own individual path that they must follow. When we judge other people's path and want other people to do the path like we did the path, that's when a conflict arises. But guess what? When we're arguing with people, we're arguing for nothing because we're both right. Because my beliefs are based on where I grew up and what I lived and the words that were taught to me and the things that were shown to me. That's where my belief system comes from. Your belief system comes from where you come from. So I can't change your belief system by arguing with you and raising my voice and screaming and hollering right. and cussing. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not getting us anywhere. It just makes us more angry at each other versus, you know, I love you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Thank you. They mean so much more when we're in conflict with each other than when we're simply agreeing. And there's a there's a voice out there. I don't know even know where it comes from, but it's prevalent. And I don't I don't think it represents the majority of people. I think it represents a small amount of people that are making a big amount of noise. But that just says, hey, if you don't agree with me, if you're not a part of my side or my party or my race or my stature or my whatever or my right? religion or my thing you're wrong right. i can't be you're your wrong because you, know, you don't think like your, me right exactly versus hey let me hear you out let's come to reconciliation here let me hear you out and let's walk out of here and we can disagree with each other but still be ho'oponopono we can still be friends and get along with each other so lois what i'd like to do to end out this podcast um, right now, because we're, we're we're recording this to be able to put it in a podcast. Just what you just did, where you're where you're doing the whole pono pono blessing over the people that have lost somebody because they fought for them, right? And as a collective, we're saying we're sorry for the sins, the wrongs that we have done. We're sorry for the selfishness yes. or for the whatever. Because truth is, there's you know we talk about somebody coming into school and shooting it up, but we've got verbal assault rifles. We are. Oh, boy, you... it's left and right but words hurt too right and words yeah. can wreck people but words can also heal that's exactly yes. what i love i'm so happy that i found out ho'oponopono means because otherwise i wouldn't be here talking with you right now and it's just it's i just love how you all these parts fit together pain is weakness even the body pain is a sign that love is missing ho'oponopono yeah. so what i want you to do here 
is let's go through that prayer again, but pray it and then give us a chance to say it out loud. So those of you that are listening on our podcast here, I want you, when this is done, I want you to say it out loud, or maybe you're in a crowded room or you're listening in your cubicle at work or whatever, then maybe you got to do it kind of under your breath. But when you say it, I will repeat what you say. And then those that are listening on the podcast, you can just say it when I say it. Does that sound good, Lois? Okay, that sounds good. And I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say the four simple sentences because they will mean something different to every person listening because they're going to have to apply it to the memory that, because when you start saying it and just as a practice, memories will come up and you hope upon upon them. Memories will come up and you hope upon yeah. upon memories. Will, so everybody's going to have a different memory come up when they begin this whole upon upon practice. Yeah. So I, I'm just going to give you the basic word. you shouldn't feel bad when it comes up either, because when that comes up, that's a conflict that you can deal with. And I say you ho'oponopono exactly. as many times as it takes until it doesn't come up anymore. It's not a failure if you say it and it comes up again. You keep yeah. ho'oponopono it until it doesn't come up anymore. Correct? That's right. Like like Jesus said, you better, how many times should I forgive him? He said 70 times 7. Yeah. That's 490 yeah. times per yeah. incident per day. So if you ain't saying it that many times, you ain't saying it enough. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. but if you get to get, uh, sometimes, some things, I can tell you this, some things I can hold upon upon once and it one and done. Okay, other things, oh man, yeah. I'm still holding upon yeah. that. And I'll, and I'll say, oh God, I got to do it again. Okay, I'm sorry, please forgive me. You know, but the thing is, as long as you're yeah. doing it, as long as you're doing it, and the thing is, once you start doing it, it's going to become, if you do anything for 21 days, it can become a habit, okay? And if you're doing this intentionally, yeah. it'll become a habit before 21 days because you'll find yourself seeing yourself yeah. anytime you feel some type of way. And you ain't got to be angry. You ain't got to have no pain. Anytime you feel some type of way that doesn't feel like love, that doesn't feel like joy, that doesn't feel like peace, that doesn't feel like prosperity, you say it, okay? Because when yeah. you say it, yeah. you're, you're allowing right yourself. To heal so that you can bring in that which you need from yeah. wherever. So yeah. that's why I say this, this is how not, you handle the anxiety, limited. the anger, the depression. Uh, yeah, it's so Anything. easy to do. I mean, it's tough, but it's easy. They're just words. And if you say them, you start to believe them, and then the healing happens. I'm going to do it right now. I'm sorry. Right. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. I thank Please you. forgive me. I love you. Okay. So you're, and you're saying it to yourself, you're saying it to your spirit, man. Yeah. And cause that's, that's, yeah. that's what we trying to get back to. And when we do that, like I said, we clear the air for them. We clear yeah. the air for us. We clear the air all around us. And then yeah. our light, it begins to shine brighter and brighter. And as we walk, the light goes before us. So yeah. can't no darkness enter into us. Any, any darkness we see is going to be from within us. So we hope on a panel that. Yeah. That's so good. That is so good. Thank you so much for that, Alois. That was fantastic. Bringing Joe back in here to, to close this thing up. I don't know if I can even close this up in 10 wow. minutes. I mean, it's supposed to be a 20 minute <laughs> podcast, but I'm like, yeah, wow is right. I mean, she just dropped the wisdom right there, didn't she? My word. When she said, you know, so you're pitching yourself, awesome. you're speaking to your spirit man. And we've been talking the last several weeks in our podcast anyway, at Happy Life Studios about. You know, we're not just physical beings, we're spiritual beings and we're emotional beings and they're all connected. And when you bring healing to one, it can help bring healing to others. So when she's talking about you're speaking to your spirit, man, this is a, a blessing that you can say over yourself. I didn't recommend looking in the mirror and saying it. And for some people, that's very difficult to do. But if you realize it's just a few words, 
And if you don't believe it, say it anyway, because you'll say it first, the belief will follow afterwards. And just out of rebellion, you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, I love you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Thank you. There's no magic formula there. It's just the words coming out of your mouth. But I would also say this, that you can also say it representing somebody else as well. And I believe she's saying that as, as well. But when it comes to people that have, that have been in conflict with you in the past, or, and particularly for those that, that have gone to war for us and gave their life so that we could have the freedom that we have, we can say it on behalf of them as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. So happy Memorial Day. Happy Ho'oponopono Day. Those of you that represent someone else who has given their life that have fought and died for us. You've paid a price just like they've paid a price because you feel yeah. the pain of their absence. You know, so I want to say to you, forgive me. I love you. I'm sorry. And thank you. I'm picturing the. I know we're going to see it on, on social media. We're going to see the picture of the, the young woman in her 20s, you know in her dress, laying flat on the ground in front of the tombstone of her husband, you know, the flag in her hand. I know we're going to see that. And that pain is just so, you know, just, I I just, and I think that that's so cool too, is that, you know, I know a lot of people are going to do barbecues in their backyard and they're going to, you know, they're going to, it's also the first part of summer, which I think is amazing because first part of summer is like, you're, you're, you're feeling relaxed. You're feeling fun. You're feeling, you know, summer represents play and lakes and families and vacations. And at the Memorial day, it's such a intense day, but like Joe said, his uncle Gil, who, who fought in the war and paid a price with his life for 30 years after the war was over, he still lived in pain. He said, I just want you guys to appreciate the freedom that you have. And I think that's one reason why, the barbecues, it's such a great way to celebrate Memorial Day because they gave their lives so that we could celebrate Memorial Day through barbecues, burgers, <laughs> lakes, the beginning of summer. So just remember them. That's the point. We can have the barbecues, but we just want to make sure that in the midst of the barbecue, we are remembering the people, the warriors, the heroes that sacrificed so that we could enjoy our lives the way they are my prayer is for all of us that we won't take our freedom lightly freedom might come in forms of enlightenment it might come in form of uh, the sacrifice that jesus paid for us it might come in form of the sacrifice that others have paid for our price even our parents so to honor them to thank them god help us not to take our freedom for granted or worse not to use it as a weapon. But God, may our freedom be a call to action, to love, honor, and respect as we remember the sacrifices that have been made for us and that we in turn who have freely received can then freely give to set others free from whatever ensnares them as well. Through the power of the mighty God that created us and loved us like a dad. Amen. Amen. Someone happy, make just one someone happy, and you will be happy too. Happy Memorial Day. Happy Ho'oponopono Day. 
for staying with us. Appreciate it. Remember, life isn't always perfect, but it can still be happy. Steve Ace.